I'm unapologetically fly. I don't wonder why, that's just my attitude. Yeah. Okay, hey, that's just my. Uh, 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 come on. Hi guys, welcome to Glitching the Code here on Iconic.com. I'm here with my good friend, Charlie Robinson. We're catching up. I think every once in a while we have a podcast together. Charlie's got an incredible show on Iconic and it's doing very well in other areas as well. He's known throughout the alternative media as one of the most dedicated men in the media of alternative. Charlie Robinson of Macroaggressions, welcome to the show. Welcome to the platform that you're, you're part of the family as well. How batshit crazy is it where you are? Because here... It's eyeballs out of your head on stalks. What the fuck is going on? Crazy. And it still hasn't normalized for me. How are you feeling? Oh, I'm, I mean, it's just a different, we just have a different accent with our insanity, you know? Yeah. We still have, we still have, you know, you can, um, well, first of all, where I am in Denver, you still have to wear a mask. Right. right? Well, as you watch a baseball game, where everybody in Texas is at the baseball game and there's 45,000 of them and nobody's wearing a mask. So we have to still wear the mask. Of course I don't, but that's the rules. Um, I got thrown out of a restaurant. You'll be happy to know for explaining to the manager that it was absolutely utterly preposterous to require us to wear a mask, to walk from the lobby to the table where I could then take the mask off at the table. I just said, this is, this is idiotic and I'm not doing, I'm not participating. She said, well, I'm just trying to keep everybody safe. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you're not listening, are you? Yeah. Yeah. You're not, yeah. You're not getting any of this. I understand this person. It's not their call. Right. I get it. But you know, just, just load everybody up in the box cars to be resettled in the East. It wasn't my decision. I'm just following orders. You know, I mean, I have no, I have no, uh, I know it's not that lady's fault, but I'm going to push back because she deserves to be pushed back on. They all do. They all deserve to be challenged on this. They're going to, I mean, because after all, I'm not the one spouting insanity at them. They're the ones coming up to me in getting involved in me and telling me some insane horseshit that I then am supposed to internalize as being normal. And I'm supposed to also accept their authority to tell me this insanity and I'm supposed to do all this with a straight face and go, Oh, okay. I'll put my mask on so I can walk 18 feet over to that table and then take it off because I'm saving somebody. So they're going to get pushback for me every time because I'm just difficult like that. And I don't do it to try. I, I do it because I want them to feel the anxiety that I feel yeah. for this. And I'm being told, I'm being made to feel anxious about all this stuff over a virus with a 99.98% survivability rate. I mean, it, it is, you know, and, and if I, and if I question this, then they'll call me anti-science. I mean, it's the whole world is upside down. I feel like I am on like the worst never ending acid trip where Nothing makes sense. You feel like you're in the same world you've always been used to. Everything looks kind of familiar, but the people are all different and the rules are all changed and nothing makes any sense. And when you raise your hand and ask a logical question, you're met with, you're a conspiracy theorist, you're anti-science, you're trying to kill everybody. Uh, I wish you would die. Hurry up and take the vaccine or I hope, I hope you die if you don't take the vaccine. I mean, you know, all this nice you know, because it's about our health, right? Yeah. As they simultaneously tell you to die on the spot and wish your entire family death because it's about saving everybody. So the, the whole thing is such a, you just want to shake people. You know what I mean? You just want to grab them by the ears and just start shaking them and ask like, is there anybody, you know, is there anybody in here? Or that scene in, in the movie Airplane where that lady's freaking out in her seat and she's going, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. And then there's a line of people just waiting to smack that lady across the face. That's how I feel like every single day, I feel like I want to get like a line of people and just go out and just assembly line smack people around the face to to remind them that they're participating in nonsense that this is like cartoon level and 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 that they should you know have an original thought and maybe take a look around and you know uh, i mean you're yelling at me that i'm gonna die you've been yelling at me for nine months that i'm gonna die for not wearing the mask and yet i'm not dead 
So where, what, where do we go? I'm still alive and I'm not wearing the mask. You're still mad about it while you wear your mask. So why don't we just call it even? Why don't you go move to Mars with your weirdo friends and, and I'm going to stay here because I'm not leaving. Because I didn't, I didn't start this stuff. They started it. So if they wanted, if they want to participate in this, in this chaos and in madness, they can fuck right off and go do it somewhere else. But I'm not interested in, in normalizing this. And I feel like every time we walk into the grocery store with a mask and and play along, we're normalizing insanity. And I don't think that's a healthy thing to do. No, it isn't. It's not healthy for your own self-esteem. I see it as like dipshit bowling. So when I go out. I kind of out like the bowling ball and I see how many dipships I can bounce off and see knock down. It's like I go out, like bowl me down, walk out your front door. And then I just kind of just roll around kind of laughing at the madness. Still, I don't wear a mask. I wore a mask once, won't wear a mask. Um, the only time I actually wore a mask, tell a light, was when we had our baby and you wear a mask in the ICU unit for the babies. I wore one when my daughter was born in 2011 as well, well I mean, exactly so that that was expected yeah. although that pissed me off a bit but then i was thinking i think i'm just being pissed off anyway i've just had a child probably shouldn't be angry um but yeah it's like it's just mad i haven't worn one i won't wear one i obviously how many times we must be in gaffer talking about this we've had texts emails and letters from the nhs asking us to come for our vaccines we're being pestered like a sex pest to get our vaccines and it's like we don't want one we keep telling you and when you text back fuck off i think it was jamie that texts back fuck off and he got like a like a phone call or something from the doctor saying like don't be rude i could be wrong i could be getting that completely wrong i'm sure it was jamie that told me that he said fuck off and they kind of sent a rude message back <laughs> it's, it's like stop stop pestering us to get something and to be experimented on leave us alone and i think your point is there is that you guys are abusing us. And then what right. you're doing is, is you're switching it around, as all good psychopaths do, to make you out to be the victim. Fuck off. Put your vaccine in your arm. Put your mask on. And wander around the rest of your life for the next 30, 40 years as a mentalist. But don't expect me and Charlie to join in because we're not mental yet. Well, the good thing is we don't have to wait 30 years. We only have to wait uh, nine months from when they took the vaccine. Because according to the SPARS pandemic document that's about the time between when the vaccines roll out and the adverse side effects from the vaccine start to manifest themselves in the form of mad cow disease in this uh, scenario that they put together in 2017 how so, would you know how would you know right now anyway right? kind of just blend in it's just gone up a bit i'm not sure he's yeah i'm not sure where the disease kicked yeah. in yeah, 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 exactly. I, I mean, I think a case, yeah, for sure, a case can be made that we were experiencing mad cow disease all last year as well. So, yeah. um, but in, in this case, it, it kills people. So, so we will, they will be screaming at us about wearing the mask as they are simultaneously dropping dead. But I mean, I'm, 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 kind, of, I'm kind of joking and I'm kind of not at the same time because everything in, in event 201 played out, you know, has played out within you know just about the way it was simulated and in the spars pandemic document so far the things have have panned out exactly the way that was written too except that we haven't come to the end of it we we are still um that's a three-year scenario and in the in the scenario once everybody starts to get the vaccine it takes about nine months and then and then it becomes not only obvious that every that the vaccine is doing this but then it there becomes a revolt where the people then run out uh the the politicians the heads of the cdc and the fda and this imaginary doctor this celebrity doctor that they role play in this scenario um when everything goes bad with the vaccines the people rise up and those people are basically run out of society so we have that to look forward to but unfortunately if it if it does match this this uh this pandemic document, we're also going to have a whole lot of people dead. And, and in this, 
you know, in this scenario, what happened was that everybody started having, you know, people started freaking out because their kids who had been vaccinated were, were getting, were, were coming down with uh, encephalitis and, and, and a form of mad cow disease. And they, they've pinned it on the vaccines. They figured out it was the vaccines. And then the government says, well, we, we've, we'll, we'll put more money aside to, to compensate you. And they're, they're like, that's not good enough. We're going to sue you. So everybody's class action lawsuits, the, the government and the government says you can't sue us you have to go to this other um division that we've started and then that's where we'll process all the claims and then they immediately start throwing money there like shut these people up and and so you know the the karens out there that are yelling at you about take your vaccines and you're trying to kill grandma well we we may only have to deal with them for about another four or five more months because if this and I hope it's not the case. I mean, I don't want to deal with them, but I also don't want them dead. Um, but this may be the, the scenario that plays out because, you know, that in and of itself is one thing. And, and we can say, well, that's a speculation. It's a scenario. It could be fake. It, you know, we don't know that it's actually going to happen that way, which is true. Um, but then you, you take an add on to that something like the Deagle depopulation map that Deagle put forth uh, back in 2014, which is, their um, their military industrial complex company that that manages um, that puts together information so that other military industrial complex companies can manage their resources and know how many helmets to make and how many grenades to make and how many machine guns to make for the future based on the geopolitical um, happenings. And what Deagle showed is they said, well, we're going to show you a chart from 2015 to 2025. And it was about populations, and in the populate, and, and in the difference in in the two between that in that ten year period was that the populations of all the Western company, uh, countries dropped by about seventy percent. The United States went from three hundred and forty million human beings living in inside its borders to ninety nine million. And when asked what what was causing this, they said a pandemic and a financial collapse. So, so that's Deagle. So Deagle was predicting by 2025, there's going to be 70% fewer people. What are they trying to get us? What's the vaccination rate they're trying to get us to? 70%. They're mentioning that number an awful lot. I don't know if this is going to turn out to be the depopulation event that Deagle was speculating about, but I will say this. They're paid a lot of money to give these companies accurate information. And when they know, when they put, that there's going to go from 340 million Americans down to 99 million. It leads me to believe that they know something that we don't know. And when you couple that with the fact that we're, we're dealing with uh, simulations, lockstep from 2010, uh, SPARS from 2017, Event 201 from 2019, we know that there is always advanced knowledge and preparations made for these real events that wind up happening. And you trace them back to the to the role playing exercises, be that 9/11 and the 50 role playing exercises that were happening then, or something more recent. And what you find is a pattern of advanced knowledge. And if that's the case, and if Deagle knows what they're talking about, and the Spars pandemic is is simulating that everybody that gets the vaccine drops dead from it nine months later, we might have a, a very different conversation towards the end of this year. Yeah, the best way to have advanced knowledge is to plan it basically. And um, yeah, what you just said there was it's interesting because the guy in the UK, the first guy to have it in, in the world, I believe, the Pfizer vaccine, the second guy to have it, called William Shakespeare of all names. So you know they're taking the piss because they probably they've picked him on purpose. Apparently his real name was Bill Shakespeare. And he um, had it in December, the Pfizer vaccine, I believe, and he died a couple of days ago of unrelated consequences. Unrelated. Of course they are unrelated. Yeah, of course they're unrelated. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't yep. put it down to COVID, but then they would have gone, well, vaccine don't work then. So they were kind of stuck in a thing. So he died a couple of days ago. And that, you're, so that's six months. Six months. And then, um, um, so basically, and then someone else I spoke to, I'm not saying I believe the guy, or, or I mean, I, I actually agree with the information. I didn't interview the guy. I was talking about the, 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 the um, this being like a bullet and the exit wound of this, covid thing and i'm not saying i agree with this i'm just making a point um that winds back to what you were saying would be that the second wave of this the first point was low the second wave like the exit wound was massive 
and that a lot of people will start dying from the second effect of COVID. I don't actually agree with that. But what I'm saying is that could that well be the vaccine? And they'll put that down to the vaccines killing people off, but they'll put that down to, okay, this is the exit wound of, of the COVID. And at first it was like initially not very fevalent, fevalent, um, hard, hard to say when you've got wonky tooth. And, um, but on the exit wound would be, that's the, the aftershocks of COVID. But actually it's these experimental gene therapies, which don't even qualify as vaccines. So we're going to see something by the looks of it, but I believe that they'll try and put it down to that, but it yeah. actually will be the gene therapy. Yeah, it'll be, it, it, it may be that the vaccine lowers your immunity. Well, from what I've read, that the vaccines that you take put you in a situation where when you later get COVID, your body doesn't know how to handle it like the way it does now when pre-vaccine that's happened with with other vaccines in the past doesn't it um yeah. with gates vaccines in the past that's happened yeah exactly the same yeah. thing when so, they've got it naturally it's been three times thousand times sorry more prevalent yeah. than, so, than before so think about it like this for first of all we we know how these people operate they'll never admit that it's them they'll never admit that it's the vaccine right it'll be some new variant so what will happen is the vaccine side effects will give you i don't know let's just say a uh, your you you your your legs go numb as a as a as a fake i'm making this as a fake example your legs go numb from the vaccine let's just say then everyone winds up getting this and then they say no 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 what you're experiencing is the brazilian strain of COVID because the Brazilian strain of COVID, one of the no known effects of it is that it makes your legs go numb. And everyone goes, oh, so it's not the vaccine I took. It's this new strain that nobody can really accurately identify anyway. They'll just say that. And so they'll mask the, you know, all the side effects from the vaccine will be rebranded as, as um, elements of the new variants or the second wave or the, I don't even know what I lost track of how many waves we're on now, but, yeah. but, but well, it'll, whatever it is, you can count on there being a massive amount of deception and that they, they're saying that, um, no, 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 it wasn't the vaccine that did this. What you're experiencing is that the second wave is much more, is much stronger, or, or, you know, and, and then we'll get cartoonish with it. It'd be like the Antarctica wave or something. You know what I mean? Well, the or, Indian variant we've got now. That, yeah, you, yeah, you get hypothermia from it. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just, it, it's going to, it's going to come out. And, and, and I'm actually, you know, I've always had sort of a, lighthearted attitude about all this stuff like it's crazy and, and you know for over the years all this stuff that the government does it's crazy and it and it affects us and i can't stand it but i always had you know i never felt like they were really going to win but with this and the number that they're doing on everybody's brains you know where they're getting everybody afraid of a of an invisible virus with a with a surprisingly high survivability rate and everybody's treating it like the black plague what has me the most concerned is not the government. It's the reaction of the people yeah. to the messages that the media and the government and big pharma are sending out to, you know, to, to everyone. My, I'm not afraid of the, of the, the virus. I'm afraid of the people. The people are becoming the virus. You know, they're, they're, they're acting like unhinged lunatics that are, are, you know, in their minds, they're saving everybody. I'm going to tell you to wear your mask, pull your mask, your mask isn't covering your nose. You know, oh, you got to, you got to social distance. Hey, get back from, in their minds, they're saving everybody. They're, they're heroes. They're, they're doing the right things. And, and, and they have lives that are insignificant in, in which nobody listens to them. Yeah. Nobody in their life no, in normal circumstances gives a shit about what these people say or think or do. Nobody cares about them. But with COVID, now they've got a purpose. Now they've got a reason. Now they've got a motivation and they've got a, a feeling of I'm doing something. And that is, that's going to be hard to shake for a lot of people because they've spent their whole lives being insignificant nothings. Now, all of a sudden, they feel important. I can't expect them to give that up anytime soon. I, I imagine they're going to continue this insanity. And that's what I'm, I'm fearful of the most. I mean, I can, I can argue with those people and destroy them in a, in a, in a debate. So can you easily but it won't come to that because they're not going to ever listen to you they're just it's just a one-way street with them it's you're going to die you got to do what i say you got you could show them you could hold them down clockwork orange style with their eyes 
you know, bolted open and show them documentaries and show them our work and show them all this stuff, it'll never change their minds. They don't want their minds changed. They want to be in this scenario where they're victimized and they're going to go out and, and rescue everybody. And so we're, we're up against some major forces here. Yes, the government, the media, big pharma, all those people, but, but the weaponized retards are the most disturbing of this whole scenario because I, um, it sounds like a shit transformers. (laughs) It's like the walking dead, you know, it's just a bunch of zombies out there. And, and, and wouldn't it be funny if, you know, we kind of joke about this, you know, the predictive programming, we know that's a real thing. Certainly were a lot of zombie uh, shows out there over the last five or 10 years, you know, so maybe they were prepping us for this world. Absolutely, they are zombies. Are walk, they live, they're walking dead. They're, they're dead people walking around with face masks on and social distancing still. Even when they're told not to, they'll carry on. Which is the most disturbing thing is that they'll carry on when they're told not to carry on. Because, well, as you say, a lot of it's virtual signaling. I genuinely believe, <laughs> I don't know what you think of this, and I was speaking to, I was on the um, Down the Rabbit Hole podcast a couple nights ago. And I genuinely think that there is a genetic difference between people like ourselves and people like that. I genuinely think we, we're like, we've got com- completely different operating systems because I can't see how they can't see this and they probably can't see how we can't see that. And it does feel like there's two sets of human beings on this planet and, and ours are very, <laughs> a very small group of us. But what, look at what we've managed to do in the last year because if you look at, they would have completely run away with this if it wasn't for the small amount, and I mean handful, you're talking about Whitney Webb, People like myself, oh, I'd put myself in that category, although I'm very minor compared to people like uh, yourself, David Icke, Jamie, Gareth, um, um, all the guys, Amy, some of the people have been in my film, um, uh, James Corbett, um, Dan Dix, um, Jason Vermesides. I mean, it's a small group of us that are doing this, but look at the effect that we've had because we've really stemmed the tide, and and I'm very proud to be even included in you guys. And I don't say that I do any, I'm a producer, I'm not, one of the guys I think who's out there doing activism or protests or anything, but look what we've managed to do. So even if we could double or treble that amount of people and we are, because people are waking up to this, we do, we've done an amazing thing. We've really stemmed the tide here. I believe. I, I think that it will never know. We'll never be able to quantify that. What, what sort of impact we've had. We'll just have to know that we've, we've done it. Like as an example, I look back on David, David's work, you know, I wouldn't have written my books if it wasn't for the work of David Icke uh, in, in, in part with, with some others, but especially him. And so then I go out and I, I decide I'm going to write some books and then I, and I put that out into a podcast and I put that out into the world and somebody connects to my, my show and I wake them up in a way that they had never considered before. So, but that's a, that's a David link. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that, it goes back to him. So w- when you talk about like a small group of people, it gets even smaller because the most, most of us, when we trace back our radicalization or whatever you want to call it back to when we were learning about this, it was an even smaller group of people. So when, when people are like, well, you know, I don't know if one person can change the world. Well, we're now getting into like a couple generations removed from the, from David Ike's and the Alex Joneses, you know, early on the, the Bill Coopers and the, the Bill Hicks and, and these guys that were talking about these things a generation ago, those people influenced us. We've done our stuff. We're out there influencing other people. So, you know, I have to give all these people credit and, and to think, you know, it just, the knowledge base gets bigger and bigger and bigger for all, for all of us. It doesn't get smaller. Um, not because once we wake up to this, we never switch back. We never go and take the blue pill again. You can't, it's, it's a one-way ticket. You know, you, when you take the red pill, it's a one-way ticket. You are awake to this and you can never unsee it. You can never unknow what you know. So our numbers are always growing. Their numbers are always shrinking. Because yeah. there, there's fewer people tuning into the mainstream media, and they know that. Uh, there's fewer people that are buying this dog shit, and, and, and there are more people that are out looking. Now, if, if the tables weren't tilted through social media and you know, the YouTube algorithms and all of this to, to, to shadow ban or deplatform us, we, it would be crystal clear that we were having a massive uh, impact on people. But 
we'll never, we're never going to know the real numbers. We're never going to be able to count it in a way where we can say, oh, well, look, this is how many people we reached. We're just going to, it's just going to have to be some sort of, um, you know, number that's written in pencil somewhere where it's constantly changing. I don't know how many people we've woken up to this, but it's been a lot. And, and those people have then gone out and talked to people in their circle of influence and said, Hey man, I think that there's some problems with this official story and it's not adding up to me. And what about, you know, Hey, have you ever considered this? And, and they bring up something from your film or something from my, my show or something like that and introduce new people to it. I get messages all the time from people that are like, man, I'm red pilling my family. I'm, I'm spreading, spreading the message. I'm sharing your show with everybody. Thank you. That's the best thing that we can do because, you know, collectively, like I don't have all the answers and, and neither do you. We're, we're, we're trying to figure it out. We, we're on the right track here, but, but it's going to take all of us to, uh, to keep, keep talking and keep this thing going. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to wake up one day and say, well, you know what? Maybe the vaccine is the right path. I'm not going to do it because I, I, I understand what's happening here. So I'm only going to get louder. I'm only going to get uh, more angry about this probably, but, but it's because I care and it's because I'm seeing something that other people for whatever reason aren't seeing. And I'm like screaming, going, look at this, look at this. They're lying to you about all these things right here. I can prove it. Do you like being lied to? You're being lied to right now. If you want to stop this, come and listen to what I have to say and figure, you know, and I, I, you know, I'm not, I don't get, I don't get points for getting people on my team necessarily. I just know that the more people wake up to this, the greater the chances that it will stop at some point because what they have planned for us, man, is, is an endless, never ending list of mandatory vaccines for imaginary strains of this thing, which you can, which can, which will always be happening. And, you know, viruses are mutating all the time. They'll just make a bigger and bigger deal of it until we collectively uh, recognize this and say, no, we're not participating. We don't want this. We're not interested in this. And, and so until that time, I know I'm going to keep talking about it. And I'm pretty sure you're going to keep talking about it. And, and everybody at Iconic as well. I, 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 and I will, I, I will explain it to anybody that is curious and wants to know. But if somebody just wants to debate me or just tell me I'm stupid or I'm an anti-vaxxer, I don't, first of all, I don't care, but I don't, I don't have the time for that. Mm. Go get, go take the vaccine dummy go see how that works out for you enjoy bell's palsy it's gonna be awesome yeah yeah don't go and take the vaccine when they're telling you it's like eating food when it says on the package will not fill you up well done you fucking idiot <laughs> wear the mask that on the yeah. side of the box says does not spread does not prevent the spread of covid19 coronavirus it <laughs> says it on the side of the box but please tell me that i have to wear that mask or else grandma will die Get the fuck out of here i mean it's, it's so yeah. dumb <laughs> It's so dumb, isn't it? It's like saying, yeah, this packet of food, it will not fill you up, but it will possibly give you the shits for a week. Right. But your mates are having it. Right. Oh, that's probably why they've got the shits. That's probably why. Right. It's like, it is mad. It is totally mad. I refuse to go along with your insanity because you're insane. Even if I'm the last person on earth and every single fucking person hates me, I don't care because I don't need your validation. And also... It's fucking mental. And I'm going to be dead in 40 years and I'll probably, long, probably live longer than you will because you just took the vaccine. It's, it's absolutely mad. But it's also, I, I, do, I deal with it through humour. I've realised that my contribution to this kind of alternative media is human. Humour now. Yeah. And I, I realised, I tried to do the serious like, stuff. Like, I, I tried to be like a, like a journalist a proper journalist like you guys and james corbett and that and it just doesn't suit me i'm not i i find humor is actually mine, mine and gareth's thing is like we find it funny and that's our we've we kind of tweaked that now that was that british dry sense of humor this is mental which i i connect Cuts with right fully through. i love that i love the british sense of humor by the way you guys have the best like insults i can't i wish i'm gonna start writing them down the best insults that are insults, but don't sound like insults. And uh, I love it. I, I, I've got to start incorporating some of, some of your uh, lingo into my, 
into my, you know, podcasts and things like that, because, well, look, let's just boil this down. Like when people are saying, well, you, you always say it's so crazy, you know, what are you talking about? Let me, let me boil it down into one scenario. As kids, we are told constantly, do not take experimental drugs. That's bad for you. You're going to ruin your life. Now, what are we being told? We're being forced to, ta- to take experimental drugs. And we are told it's for your own good. So we, which is it? Yeah. Am I not supposed to take experimental drugs as a kid, but I'm, I am supposed to take them now? I don't understand. Please explain this to me because I have a functioning brain that tells me that almost everything I see on television right now is a lie. Mm. I am seeing, you know, if the vaccine rollout is so successful and everything is going so well, and this virus is so dangerous and deadly that everybody's signing up for the vaccine because obviously there's just dead bodies everywhere then why are they having to incentivize it with lottery tickets, burgers, donuts, free beers in the South, in, in the, in, in the, the South of the United States, there's a, you know, sort of like the rednecky part, not all of it, obviously, but <laughs> there they know their target audience. So what they said was, listen, if you guys get the vaccine, we'll let you drive two laps around the big racetrack at <laughs> Talladega Speedway in Alabama. Amazing. Drive two, Two left. Talk about knowing your audience, right? So, what, what a hell of a sales put pitch, wouldn't you say? I mean, they, they feel they feel they feel like it, so inclined to sell this thing. I've been in sales my whole life in real estate sales. Um, first of all, when you've got a sale, stop selling. That's what they'll teach you. When you've got a guy who says, yep, I want to see this house. I show him this house. They go, I like it. Let's buy it. Stop selling. Do yeah. the paperwork and it's done. That's not what they're doing. They're going, well, <laughs> let me show you more about this house. Let me show you this. Let me show you that. Let me show, oh, would you like a donut? Would you like a beer? Would you like that? And then after a while you go, why the hard sell? Why are you guys pushing this so much? If this, vi- if this vaccine is supposed to f- make me feel better and save my life, why do I need the added incentive of the donut? probably because it doesn't do any of the things that you say it's going to do and it's a trap and 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 i would remind people that mice get stuck in the mouse trap because they can never figure out why the cheese is free yeah and so if the donuts are free and the beer's free and the talladega racetrack laps are free and 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 then guess what you're the mouse two laps around the talladega I mean, what the only good thing that come out of that is if they slammed the, like, the brake on and the airbag popped and it jabbed it straight into their face. That right. would work for me. Well, okay, yeah, right, then I want to see that. So, yeah, off you go. <laughs> I could sit down all day and watch you do that. Go on, there's a line of them. I'll get Gareth yeah. over. And we could just sit there, me, you and Gareth, watching them all go round twice. And every time you slam the brake, the, the needle goes straight in the forehead. That would <laughs> be all right. But it's just, these people would still do it. They would still do it. As you said, yeah. that's a really good point is that yeah, they're, they're overselling everything. But that's what psychopaths do. That's what abusers do. That's anyone with a narcissistic personality disorder. They don't know when to stop. And these, got, these people just don't know when too much is enough. Um, and that's what's going to bring them down in the end. They always overdo it. They always do it. And, that, and how, over, I mean, for me and you, it was day one, this is bollocks. Maybe right. it was for a couple of weeks of, okay, we'll see what this is. Mostly I was Bobby Bollocks, but this was two, two, three weeks in me and you and the people that do this knew that this was nonsense. That's why we've been able to tell you what's coming up, coming up and coming up and coming up. But some people, they might need to get stabbed in both eyes and and pinhead all over their head before they realize how long before the average person realizes this is nonsense or at least accepts it. Well, if you are, Here's the litmus test that they, that they rolled out in the United States uh, in the summer of 2020. This was, this was your, the barometer for people to determine, are you alive and functioning and awake or are you a brain dead sheep? And that is when they, with a straight face, mind you, the media announced that it was fine to break the social distancing and break the home confinement 
directives, if you were going out to protest in favor of Black Lives Matter, but if you weren't, then you had to stay in your house. Yeah, we and had the, that over here. They said social injustice is more important than coronavirus. But that's arbitrary. That's a feeling. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, the whole thing is arbitrary. Yeah. <laughs> but, the, 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 but, but, but I, I, I'm picturing, I'm picturing somebody that has bought into the narrative going, honey, you know, I can't go to the grocery store today because we're under lockdown. And they're like, and she's like, yeah, but they're all, all those other people are out protesting the, the, the George Floyd thing. And you go, oh, well, I'll go out to protest then. I can go out to, but I can't go to the grocery store. At, at what point do you, does it register? Hang on a second. What the fuck am I doing? What am I doing? Yeah, can if we I only want to go, go to the grocery store, I'll go to the grocery store. <laughs> if I want to go, you're going to tell me that, 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 oh, and then they did it a second time. When Biden won and every, all these people were out celebrating, they said the, the media framed it as fine because it was in celebration of Biden winning. And then, the same media organizations would show a, a picture of the same sized crowd, not the same crowd, but a, the same size crowd that showed up for Trump events. And it was a super spreader event. It's like, can we only go out like Karen? Can I only go out if it's to, to mourn the death of a guy that kicks a pregnant lady in the stomach? How many do we yes. know? It's you can like, go out yeah. for that. Yeah. That's yeah. mad. Yeah. I know we but have the same it, thing here. Can't take your kids to a park because because everyone will die if you do that. I mean, oh, it's so exhausting. And yet there are people that, you know, like you, in your country, you guys have had like, uh, you know, it'll, it, it would say like May, May 30th, hugging, you can hug again. Yep. You know, if you are somebody that stopped hugging, because the government told you to, you should go run and jump off the white cliffs of Dover, my friends. Just go end yourselves because it's over for you. You're a lemming sheeple person that has no ability for critical thought and you let the government dictate things. Do whatever you want within reason. Obviously, you have to live within the, 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 within the, you know, the confines of of your actions and your actions have repercussions and things like that. But if you think that not hugging, you're, you're saving the world because you're not hugging your grandma or you're hugging your grandma through a plastic sheet or something. Just admit you're a dummy. Just admit yeah. that you've been had and that you, and that you're never going to figure this out, you know, but, but, but unfortunately we live amongst those people and those people are very vocal about this because they think they're on the right side of humanity. And it's frustrating to me. So I, I, um, you know, I want everyone to wake up to this because I want it to stop. I'm afraid that the reason why people will finally wake up to this is because the vaccines start killing people. If, if that in fact does happen, um, of course it'll, there'll be lies associated with, with, with that, but there will be a segment of the population that will be like, well, you know, my, my perfectly healthy spouse went and got the, you know, got the shots and then, and, and I didn't, and they dropped dead and, and I, you know, and I was fine. So there'll be some people that will make the connection, but have you watched the mental gymnastics recently of people that are like, or the media too, where they are trying as hard as they can to not make the connection. It's like person, person dies, you know, last summer it was like person gets killed on a motorcycle tested positive for Corona 30 days earlier. And they're like died of coronavirus, yeah, right? Yeah. Now you go in and get the vaccine, walk out of the building, fall over dead in the parking lot. And they go, what caused this? Uh, natural causes. And everyone goes, could it have been the vaccine that he just got? No, 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 no. It's never that. So they'll make the longest reach they can possibly make when trying to tie some coronavirus statistic to it but then when it's a vaccine thing they'll they'll try as hard as they can to distance themselves and make it so that it's impossible it's like look man it's obvious that this is having an effect in fact you guys pretending that it doesn't have an effect just ruins your credibility even more so so it's we're in a really weird spot where i think 
unfortunately, that the only thing that's going to wake people up to this are, are, are the vaccine damages. And I don't wish that because I don't want people damaged. And I know that there's a lot of people that are like asleep at the wheel and I, they annoy me, but I don't want them dead. Huh. I don't, I, they're not, they don't deserve to die for their ignorance. We've all been ignorant about this, but, but, but if they continue to pretend like there is no correlation between the vaccines and some side effects, well, then they're just not being intellectually honest and it, and it, and it shows. And so I, I'm, I'm very, I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see where things go the end of this year, but I'm not optimistic either because I, I don't, I, I, I don't think that, um, you know, if you've taken the vaccine already, you're on team vaccine forever. Yeah. You're not going to mm-hmm. wake up and go, I shouldn't have done it. I mean, there might be a fraction of the people that go, I shouldn't have done. But the vast majority of people are going to defend their position to take the vaccine from now on. So you're never going to win against them. You're never going to convince them that they've made a huge mistake. I know this because I'm having the same conversations with some of my best friends that I told, don't get the vaccine. And what do they do? They went out and got the vaccine. Yeah, They're not going to ever say, oh, you were you were right. I shouldn't have gotten it. They're going to say, I got it and I'm fine and everything's fine. As the wheels fall off, they're still going to be like, everything is still fine as I'm shaking. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so there's, there'll be cognitive dissonance in that group too, where they will defend and pretend that, that it, it, it's not vaccine related when it, when it will be. And so I, I just have anxiety about dealing with these people. But you also have the point now, as you just said, they're on team vaccine. So once they're on team vaccine, they can't just play one round of baseball. They can't just play one, you know, one, one basketball game. They're on the team now. So then they've got to take the next one. Then they've got to take the next one. Then they've got to take the next one. And I don't believe that the first few aren't going to be what the 20th version of this is going to be. They're, as you say, they're on that train now. They're loading themselves up with with genetically, uh, with, with synthetic mRNA. They're, they're loading their body up. They're changing their genetics gradually over a space of time. This won't, this may not happen as quick as we thought, but over time, they're going to genetically engineer themselves into something else. And not only them, their children, if they're still able to have children, which right. is probably unlikely they're going to be able to have children because we all know this is a depopulation agenda. And part of that is going to be that people are um, fertility rates are just going to fall completely off. Yeah. We know that that's, that's just given. Um, but over time, they're genetically modifying themselves like a fucking crop. And we know this, and they're openly saying that this, the techniques that they've used are the same what they've used for GMO crops. You're becoming a thing, a genetically modified thing. And not only that, you can then be patented. That's where I was going to go with that, exactly. <laughs> yeah, As a, that's the reason why g- genetically modified crops exist, because you can't patent a natural seed because it's a natural seed. But if you change the genetic structure of that seed, it no longer becomes a natural seed. It becomes something else. And then you can patent that, which is what Monsanto did and and the other agri uh, giants out there. So think about that. And then think about um, owning humanity, like legally owning humanity. Your children's children, your grandchildren are born into a body that's genetically constructed for them. It's like saying you can loan your, your work uniform. That's what they're going to be born. Your kids, your grandkids are going to be born into a genetically modified space suit that's owned. Yeah. It's owned by somebody else and they can do whatever they want to you. They, well, they'll, they'll always be updating the software on you. Uh, constantly. We know that. Moderna talked about that. They said that this is an operating system that they're putting in. I have an operating system already. I'm fine. I don't Mm. need that. And, um, but I think like, what, like, what does it say about humanity that they got talked into this for a virus with a 99.98% survivability rate? Like it didn't even take much to scare everybody. They basically just did that with the media and Fauci and these these scientists, it's um, 
it's a case study in, in psychological manipulation. It's just, it's been fascinating to watch. And then, and as, as we, you know, we've talked about where it's heading and we look ahead to, you know, things like, like we said, genetically modified crops and genetically modified people. Mm-hmm. And we may very well have two tiers of humanity, not just in a, from a financial or societal standpoint, but, but also maybe from a physical standpoint, some people that are just kind of not human, just a little off. And maybe we don't see it during our lifetimes. Maybe it happens in the, in future rounds, you know, future generations, but we know that these, these toxins are cumulative. They build up in your tissues and things like that. And over time they affect you. We know that, that some birth defects are multi-generational and this could be a form of a multi-generational type of birth defect that comes from the people that were vaccinated with this. Because look, after all, you've got, an, you've got a brand new operating system that they say they can, be, they can send messages to to up, update the operating system as needed. That's terrifying, <laughs> man. Yeah, yeah. And you're going to see autism go through the roof. Oh. Children, boys born with autism and on the autistic spectrum and to the severe end of autism, I think they'll kind of, try, it's almost like a speedometer. I think what they're trying to find is a sweet spot where the, these, these genetically modified children are functional, can do things like incredible work like maths. And, you know, we all know that a lot of autistic kids are incredibly gifted in maths, art and, and functional technology, but they have no, the common sense is not there. Their personal skills are not there. I think they're trying to find a sweet spot for humanity where they'll have the perfect synthetic person to do as they need to do. And they're trying to get rid of the thinking man completely. There's a form of mind control involved in this too. I had Lindsay, Lindsay Sharman and I are in the same like telegram group chat and she's got a, a show called rogue ways. And she was posting all this video that she did talking about the there's a mind control component to it that they have with this uh, magneto or something or other in in the brain it's wild i was she was like why isn't everybody up in arms about this i'm like this is the first time i'm hearing about it so it it was um you know they were saying that this this did something to the to the brain which made it more malleable more controllable by outside forces well that's great (laughs) <laughs> because i mean you, you you take in you take into effect that, you know that you've got a genetically a, a new operating system that goes into somebody and then you have the ability to control their mind well boy that's it for humanity if you get to that point we're we're all done because um even when you do have free will it's easy to mind control people. Think of what happens when you've got a backdoor operating system in there that you can upload thoughts and or or remove ideas from people. Boy, it 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 might turn out that, like you said, we, we're we'll live in a world where there's just these people are like automatrons. You know, they're like human in form, but not really human in function. They just they're sort of capable of doing the work of like a, someone with an 80 IQ, but they're not able to, to take it a step further. It's the George Carlin thing, you know, the uh, obedient workers that are just smart enough to work the machines and just dumb enough to not realize how badly they're getting fucked. That's what they would, would love to create. And unfortunately for us, the technology seems to be uh, there. I mean, we only know about the, retail technology, CRISPR and things like that. God knows what they've got going on in some of those underground bases. The idea that you could, you could control people through vaccine operating systems is, I mean, it's what every psychopathic megalomaniac dreams of, yet here we are in, in, living at a time when it's finally becoming possible. And that is, should be alarming to everybody. Absolutely. What's your, what your take? And I, I, I have a belief. If we're looking back into things like the Anunnaki, Bantam Mesopotamia, and there's obviously a, a thread of DNA manipulation here gone on with they've manipulated humanity into the version. That, I don't think we're the version now that they created then. I think we've been back engineered. I, I believe, my, it's my belief that we've been dumbed down before to this level. And I believe that we were capable of more before. Oh, we've got to look at the penal gland in, in, yeah. here that we know that we were capable of more. They're genetically modified our space suit. 
I think obviously our soul has gone into an operating system in my view, and now we can function to this level. So I think this has happened before. I don't think we have a clue what happened even a few thousand years ago, even maybe anything before 1700. I think it's skeptical. Sketchy, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but that's just my theories. But regardless, there is a clear story here that we've been genetically modified from something by another worldly, off-world race. That that is just everywhere. I think that now that that's happening again, and they're trying to back-engineer us or back-de-engineer us again, back yeah. to another level. And um, maybe the human spirit is so strong that they do this every now and again, but we outgrow it because we are the human spirit so strong and then they have to keep pulling us back like an elastic band. Um, and what was your take on, on that? Do you think this has happened before? It's a, it's a really interesting topic because you know, we, we have, you've heard scientists talk about junk DNA that yeah. we have in our bodies. That doesn't make any sense. Why would we have junk DNA? Why would we have DNA that we're not using? It seems like we're a pretty efficient machine. You know, we're, we're created in a way and we, we maximize the things that we have. And if we lose our, our hearing, it, it comes back in the, in the form of Im- improvements in our other senses and things like, you know, people that are blind can wind up hearing things better than other. We're very uh, adaptable. Yet we've got junk DNA. Really? That sounds like somebody went in, like you said, I don't know. I mean, is it, if this is Anunnaki, if this is some science fiction type stuff, maybe it's Lemuria and Atlantis and that technology that was apparently much greater than our technology now. We always assume that we're at the technological forefront, but what if we're not? What if, mm. what if we were way more advanced before and it all went terribly wrong? And, and part of that could be that, you know, we, we realize that we have limitations on things. I mean, if anybody that's done psychedelics knows that there is a world beyond your eyes, it, there, it is so real. And there are so, you know, I, I, I have done psychedelics where you have like, for all intents and purposes, I have superpowers for a little time. I mean, I remember hearing, being able to hear friends that were having conversations like in the other side of the house and have like crazy improvements to my, uh, senses. So, okay. So that's, if I can do that with the use of psychedelics, it stands to reason that maybe I could have done it all along. I just don't, there's something preventing me from doing that. There's some sort of like a governor or limiter that's been put on our brains that chokes it off to, to, so that we're not getting the full amount. Now, are they then trying to do that once again to us? Why wouldn't they, you know, they, first of all, they have God complexes. They, they have access to the scientists. They're psychopathic in nature and megalomaniacal. They, they think that we're taking up too much space on their planet. They would love for us all to be dead, but in the absence of that, they'll settle for controlling us all. Why wouldn't they do it? Why wouldn't, they, they, why wouldn't a, a guy like Epstein, who's looking into evolutionary dynamics and evolutionary game theory, I mean, what's that guy working on? You know, what sort of role-playing things is, is he doing with Marvin Minsky from MIT and, and, and these guys that are, that are working on artificial intelligence. Why, why would you have access to these guys? These guys are working on things that are far out, you know? And, and so I wonder if, you know, are these people, are these elite and it's the wrong word of course to use for them, but you know what I'm talking about? Are they playing around with trying to engineer society because they would love for us to go back to a, the, the, the feudal times where the Kings and the serfs mm-hmm. and they're the Kings of course. And we're all the serfs down plowing the fields and working there and, and, and shopping at the company store that they own and, and all of this stuff. So it's, it stands to reason that there is a segment of the population that wants to control the masses. So it's just about how, how clever can you be? How, how, how good is the science? Is this going to work? Did they rush things? Did they rush with the coronavirus? Because they made a lot of mistakes. But in their attempt to sort of hurry up, did they overplay their hand? I guess we'll find out. I mean, obviously they did with, with people like us. But, but from a you know, global standpoint, I, I don't think everybody's ever going to wake up to this, you know, I think that it is, I think that there are certain people that are just never going to figure this out. And then, and I had this quote in my octopus book from Dr. Russell Blaylock, who's a, a neurosurgeon. He said that there's just like a, a, there's a chemical dumbing down of society. And there's just a huge massive population that is, that is incapable of critical thought. 
and it keeps them on the reservation controlled by the, by the government. And then he said, then there's a small segment of the population with high IQ that are up above and they can see the whole thing. Like it all makes sense to them and it's all laid out and they can go, Oh, I can see what's happening. So we are in, um, you know, look, let's just be honest. And we're in the, the segment that can see everything, you know, not every, not maybe not everything, but we can see the, the plan. And, but there is a huge percentage that's down. And I want to genetically modify them, uh, sterilize them so that there's no more of them in the future. I could see this. Uh, I could see this happening, and it's terrifying. So my my last question, and um, and it brings it back to that is, do you, and it goes back to one of the ones I asked, asked earlier. I believe that we are, for some reason, genetically different from the people that are jumping into this full force some of them will be scared into it some of them will just be doing it because they want an easy life and can't be asked but most people believe this i genuinely believe you're we're not the same species anymore whether it's chemically or genetically or spiritually we are not the same type of people and i believe that the tower of babylon is a kind of fable about this we don't speak the same language their common sense is not our common sense we are not the same type of people and the fact is that we're banging our heads against the wall, trying to get a different species to think the way we are. We're trying to get windows to operate like a Mac or, and vice versa. And it just isn't going to happen. And I think that that's something we, I, I've taken into account is that these people aren't like me. And I'm not saying that they are happy like that, but they're not like me and I don't want to be like them. And I feel like that, Either I'm genetically different, or maybe it was trauma that did it. I think trauma play, may, maybe plays a part of genetically altering your DNA. I think that could be happen. I remember when I was a kid, I was I was in hospital a lot as a, a child. And I remember one of the operations I had. I was on the operating table. Um, I must have passed. I know I passed over a few times. Um, I remember hearing everything. Dad talking in one room, people, doctors talking in another room, and I could see it in my head like a screen and I could hear it everywhere. And I've had this a few times as well, but I, maybe that's what happened, but there's something yeah. genetically different about us guys that can understand this because it's so blatantly obvious. Are we trying to operate on different systems? And are we completely not ever going to get there? There is brave new world already. And we don't know it. I would be interested to know of the people that see through this bullshit easily and clearly and, and did so right from the beginning. Uh, I'd love to take a survey of all those people and find out how many of them have also done hallucinogens in their life. I think there might be a huge percentage that have. And, 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 and I say this not as, you know, I mean, some people say, oh, you're advocating drug use. Look, there's different classifications. I'm not advocating people to smoke crack cocaine or anything like that. But mushrooms uh, magic mushrooms, psilocybin has been shown to reconnect neural pathways in the minds. They'll do a, a, a PET scan on somebody before using them and then after. And it, you know, you'll have some connections early on. And then this, the, the after one, everything is connected. All of, I mean, you can find the articles about this. I think that there are some, like in your case, you might've had you had a form of medical trauma. You went through something. You, you are now, you're not like everybody else. You, you saw, you had an experience that not everybody has that, that will change forever change your perception of reality. Uh, I've had some of those experiences through the use of hallucinogens as well. They've changed my reality. They put, you know, when you, when you're done with it, you can go back to going to school and doing all these things, all your normal things but you're always a little bit different. You always, you see things just from a different perspective. And um, I think that we've got, a, there's the people that are awake to this are either of higher intelligence, not to say everybody, but you know, it could be an, an IQ situation. It could be just the way you are raised. You know, if you're, if you're raised in a way where you're not dependent on 
the mainstream media for information, you're going to have a much different version of reality. Uh, I think hallucinogens from a physical standpoint can, um, can rewire your brains in a way that maybe make you more aware of some things because you can, you, you never go back to, I don't know too many people that are hardcore devout religious people that are also into hallucinogens that tends to disappear, like dissolve these opinion structures as Terrence McKenna described it. Um, so I think it puts you in a different category just based on that, the way you see the world, but also, you know, if you're, if you've had experience being lied to by the state, you then get much better or, or the media, uh, you get much better at recognizing the sorts of things that you, you get better at pattern recognition. You get, you get better at recognizing the lies when you see it on your mainstream media, you get better at recognizing the setup, you know, the agenda coming. You start to see it. You go up. Oh, I see where they're going with this because you've been lied to before. So it might be a combination of things. It might be some people are smarter and and just are always going to figure things out. Some people have had, you know, the way they grew up. They grew up in a household where there were different priorities that didn't involve depending on the mainstream media for all their information, how to live their life. It could be that you've had some physical traumas that have put you in a, a, a different position, but what are, something had to happen to shake you out of this. Me too, to, to me as well, because for a long, long time, I believed one thing and then something happened and I started to see things much differently. And uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate the fact that I was able to, you know, cause in the end, I just want to get it right. I don't care if I'm right. I just want to know what's really happening. And so that quest to try and figure out what's real, that drives us. And I think that the people that want to know, you know, that figure out this scam also have that, that something inside them that is constantly seeking out the truth, that's trying to figure out, to put these pieces together because they don't appreciate being lied to. And they want to know what's really going on in their world so that they can prepare themselves to figure out how to navigate it. And I think that there are a lot of people, the, the people that are participating in this scam, you know, on the, on the base level, going along with it all. I think there's a lack of an interest in questioning things from them. They, just, they, have, no, they have no desire to figure out what what reality really is or what the world really is they're content in their ignorance they're they're satisfied living this life and they don't ever they don't want to change it because to change it is scary and they don't want to be scared so so we're in a we're already sort of in a different camp because we're seekers of information we want to figure this out and we're and we we, we take it personally that we're getting lied to we know we're being lied to and we don't appreciate it so we're just a different batch of people and I think there's a lot of people out there that can relate to us. They don't like getting lied to and they just want to figure it all out. So those people are going to wake up. The other people, man, I don't know. I don't know that they're ever going to want to wake. I don't, I don't know that they're ever going to wake up because they don't want to wake up. And so I put, I ended, um, I ended one of the, 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 towards the end of my, my octopus book, there's a, I put a Navajo proverb in there. Navajo Indians had a proverb that said, you can't wake somebody who is pretending to be asleep. And I think that in the United States, we're going to have a really hard time waking people that are pretending to be asleep. And that unfortunately is a huge percentage of the population, but we'll try. And we will, and we'll keep trying, but also along the way, it is mental and his life is like, I, I see life, the analogy I have for life is like you woke up on a plane, you don't know how the fuck you got on the plane and you have no idea when the fuck is going to land, but you know it's going to land. And in the meantime, you've got to look around and think, who the fucking hell are these people? And I've got to make the most of this because I don't know what's going on. And that's what life is. And if only you knew how you got on the plane and where and when it was going to land, you could probably enjoy the ride. And that's kind of where we're stuck at the moment on the plane with a bunch of mask holes but there's a few of us in what in some of the uncomfortable seats in the cheap seats laughing yeah. our ass off and i'm glad that you're there with me charlie thank you for your time mate as always absolute pleasure you 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 guys are doing incredible work and it's a pleasure to be in the in the bunkers with you guys where can people find your podcast and your work and um find and connect with you 
Well, of course, on Iconic is the best place to find uh, macro aggressions. The, the interview portions go up on Iconic. If you're, I do two shows a week. The audio-only versions, which are monologues, those are available on Apple, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and wherever else you, you find podcasts. And if people want to connect with me, they can do so through the website, theoctopusofglobalcontrol.com. I have a great merchandise store with all kinds of crazy shirts, like I've got an Operation Paperclip shirt on right now you can get um you can get a a a coffee mug that says building seven and trigger all all your friends at work you know it's great things there so um and and of course i appreciate always coming on your show because we we have we have developed the ability to laugh at the preposterous nature of all this stuff without you know while simultaneously taking it seriously that we we understand that we're up against some 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 pretty powerful people that have uh negative intentions for us but but we're going to keep laughing about it as we systematically and slowly convert more and more people over to our side so i wouldn't want to be in the trenches with anybody else so thanks for having me on rich that's all right mate more more than pleasure the truth is not subjective the truth is the truth and we are the truth and we always will so guys head over to iconic.com glitchintheco.co.uk and macroaggressions i'll put all the links below to follow charlie's work i'm sure we'll speak again soon matt also charlie's in my latest film all the words which is out on iconic at the moment it came out about a week ago so go and check that out he's never some great people that you've interviewed as well and go and check out his latest interviews with people like whitney webb as well because um as a silly and funny as I tried to make these things, these other guys have seriously looked into some of this information that, uh, that, I, that are way beyond my understanding. So, guys, cheers, take care, and I'll speak to you soon. But I'm unapologetically fly, no wonder why, that's just my attitude. Yeah, okay, hey, that's just my... Uh, uh.